you know, I want to give you a taste of each of those three um, areas of contemplation. And then, you know, if you if there is more interest aroused, then, you know, you can uh, look at the books, which Stephen is going to send out a little list tomorrow or today, or, you know, take some meditation retreat. So that's really only a taste to give you an, an idea, you know, what is the scope of the early Buddhist teaching in terms of meditation. So we have about 35 minutes now for this first meditation. <coughs> so please, you know, find a posture you can sustain for 35 minutes. And it doesn't matter if you're sitting on the floor or if you're sitting on a chair, but what really matters is that the position is stable and that the back is straight so that the air can flow in and out unhinderedly. And if you're sitting on the, on the chair, please you know, make sure that your foot soles are planted firmly on the ground. That's important. Because, you know, if the body is stable, the mind will follow. So that's why we need a stable posture. So then we are starting with a short check-in. So becoming aware, you know, what's going on in the mind right now. And then coming from the mind to the heart, what kind of emotion is present? You know, just noticing it. You don't have to name it. Just noticing how you're feeling in the heart. And then coming down into the body. But just feeling the body sitting and the weight of the body on the chair, on the cushion, feeling the gravity. And being just simply aware of body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. Whole body awareness. And the body are you now resting on the cushion and the mind resting on the body in the same way as the body rests on the cushion. And then we're going to start with uh, 
you know, contemplation of the body, but just, uh, you know, bringing the awareness to the top of the head. And then, you know, feeling the hardness of your teeth or maybe the hardness of your nails. That's hardness. This is earth element. So just the grounding the body, but being aware of that hardness. which we can feel in the body as the the bone of the bones of the skull And then, you know, feeling the hardness of the bones in the head and coming to the neck, bones. And then one shoulder, bones. Upper arm hardness of the bones, lower arm, and hand, lots of little bones, and then the other shoulder, hardness of the bones, upper arm, lower arm, the many bones of the hand, and then the torso with the ribcage and the spine. Hip area One leg, the upper bone, thigh bone, lower leg, and the many bones of the feet, the foot, and then the other leg, upper bone, upper leg, thigh bone, lower leg, and the little bones of the foot. This is bones hardness. Without the bones the body wouldn't be able to be upright. It would be just a heap of something. And then we are sweeping 
from the feet up and becoming aware of the softness of the flesh, which is the next layer over the bones. And starting with one foot, flesh. And it's just a direct experience, no need to think about it, just hearing the word flesh and paying attention, not thinking about it. There's a, a experience and that's the experience we want to be mindful of. It's a direct experience of flesh, not a concept. Lower leg. Upper leg. Then the other foot. Flesh. Lower leg. Upper leg and the pelvis, flesh, then the torso with all of its organs, then one hand, lower arm, upper arm, shoulder, then the other hand, lower arm, upper arm, shoulder, neck, and the head, flesh, softness, and watery also. And then we are coming to the skin, which is the outer layer. And starting on the top of the head. And uh, maybe we can feel that in terms of temperature. Then sweeping down over the face and the neck. Probably the, you know, the cloth, you can feel your clothes on your shoulders your shirt or your t-shirt and then one arm and the hands, skin, the warmth of the palms of the hand or cold maybe and the warmth you know under the armpit, in the armpit and then the other arm and hand and the torso, the pelvis area, one leg, the foot, the other leg, the foot. So that whole structure of the bones with flesh and skin on top of it. That's you know, a simplified version of the anatomical parts of the body. And those anatomical parts of the body, if you're looking under the surface, they are not really beautiful. They are just what they are. They are maybe awesome in the sense how they work, but they're not beautiful. So that contemplation helps us to see 
another side of the body we usually don't see. And therefore it helps us, you know, to let go of the fascination, particularly, you know, sexual fascination with other bodies. To just see them for what they are, the fragility and the wonder of it. And that helps us, you know, to, to let go of certain attachments to the body. And that's the function of that kind of meditation. To see the whole picture. And then we do the, the second um, contemplation, which is contemplation of the elements. And we start with earth element, which is, stands for structure and for hardness. And we can particularly, you know, see that in the bones, or in the teeth, in the nails. The, the teeth are sometimes called the tips of the bones. You can feel them, the hardness of the teeth. And then just connecting with the hardness of the skull and sweeping down over the neck, the spine, the vertebrae, the hardness of the bones, the shoulder area, both arms, the hands, the torso, spine and the ribcage, pelvis, the leg bones, and the feet, earth element, hardness and structure, and earth element internally and earth element externally are exactly the same. There's a constant exchange happening through eating and going to the bathroom. And if we don't eat, you know, for a month or so, the body can't sustain itself. It will die. So this body is not a thing. This body is a process. There's a constant exchange going on with the outer <coughs> world, with the planet, really, through food and through elimination. And if this you know, exchange is interrupted, the body will die, it cannot live. And then we come to the water element and we can particularly feel that the wetness of the mouth, the uh, wetness in the eyes, and also the, you know, the blood and all of the other um, fluids in the body, urine and bone marrow and lymph. But in particular, you know, the softness and wateriness of the flesh. So we just start by sweeping from the feet, being aware of uh, flesh, of the wateriness, water element. feet, both legs, 
hip area. Torso. With all of the organs and lots of liquids in there. And then the hands. Arms. Shoulders. The neck. The wetness of the mouth. The head. Water element. Water element externally and water element internally is exactly the same. The rivers and the oceans and the rain. They provide us with water and we, you know, we drink that water and then we let go of it. And if we don't drink for a few days, the body cannot sustain itself. There's a constant exchange happening. Just, you know, allowing that recognition to permeate the body and mind. There's nothing we need to do, just making it conscious. If we're really doing that and if the mind is receptive through the training, it will adjust accordingly. And then we come to the next element, which is the fire element, heat. And we can feel that, uh, you know, on the skin, for example, the warmth in the armpits, maybe in the palms of the hands, in the mouth also, warm, heat. And then sweeping down from the top of the head, over the face and the neck, to the shoulders, the arms to the hands, Torso, pelvis, both legs and the feet, heat element. Heat element externally and heat element internally is exactly the same. It always comes from the sun of our solar system and you know we ingest that heat element in, in the ways of eating food or you know using up a different fuels to warm the house we're living in or wearing clothes, different ways how we regulate the temperature. And we, there's only a certain you know, spectrum of temperature we can live in as human beings. And because of all of the you know, technologies we have we are managing to live actually in a vast spectrum of temperature from the you know inuit to the people living at the hot rainforests and everything in between but it's still it's only a certain range and if we can't have the temperature range we need the body will shut down
and then we are coming to the um, air element, wind element, the breathing. You know, if we don't breathe just for a few minutes, the body cannot sustain itself. So it gets ever more subtle in that contemplation. And uh, the wind element stands also for motion. So when we are breathing in, you know, the body expands and breathing out, the body lets go. And, you know, we can start by sweeping up from the tips of the toes. over the legs, you know, discerning that very subtle motion of the body, the bodily vibration, plus also the breathing, the torso, hands, arms, shoulders, neck and head, wind element internally and externally exactly the same. So the mountains of the earth element, the structure, the hardness, and then the wateriness of the water element, fluidity and uh, cohesion. If there would be only earth element without water element, it would just be like flower without water, it would just not come together. And then the heat element, fire element, coming from the sun and uh, standing for warmth and also for maturing, aging. And then the wind element or air element, which is uh, motion. So that's the four elements. And classically, there can be also sometimes a fifth element and a space element, you know, which allows all of this to take place. And we can also connect with space, you know, the space of the mouth, the ears, the womb for the women, those cavities in the body, space element, and sitting in space. Without space element, nothing is going to happen. There's no space. So, and that, you know, brings home to us the concept of not self. This body is not an independent self. This body is a process and there's a constant exchange happening, you know, on all levels. Level of earth, level of water, level of fire, level of wind and space, there's constant exchange happening. And it changes, you know, the image we have of ourselves, of being just separate phenomena. But seeing, you know, how intrinsically we are totally interconnected with our environment with our cosmos. And this is a practical exercise we can do to familiarize ourselves with that truth.
and then we come to the third contemplation contemplation on mortality and you know classically that is a contemplation of the different stages of decay of a corpse and we don't really need to go into that but we can just you know connect with the skeleton because we were speaking about bones earlier on you know flashing up like a picture of a skeleton in the mind and remembering that this is the destination of this body is to going to be dying at one point it's uncertain when it's gonna happen but it's absolutely certain that it will happen and that is classically you know used to give us a sense of urgency for practice and uh, by just you know considering with the in-breath this could be my last breath and just letting go into spaciousness with the out-breath this is like the cutting edge of contemplating impermanence yeah, with the in-breath just considering this could be my last breath and if it is not my last breath, it's certainly one breath closer to death. And I will die one day. And everyone will die one day. This is just part of life. And then relaxing, you know, allowing oneself this rather radical thought and seeing you know, that it actually gives us a sense of relief if we get used to that thought. Because it's the truth. So with the in-breath, you know, bringing up the thought, this could be my last breath. And with the out-breath, letting go. So this is an overview over those three contemplations of the body. Anatomical parts, skin, flesh and bones. Then the four elements, earth, water, fire and wind. And then the contemplation of mortality, that this could be my last breath. And those three contemplations, they are you know, not here to shock us and, or make us afraid, but to balance out our rather superficial notions we have about the body and you know, give us a sense of urgency for practice and rectifying our views you know, about the body. 
helping us into the let go of some of our assumptions. And that's, you know, the whole practice is about that, you know, letting go of some assumptions which we have you know learned from others who learned them from others and from others and from others and all the way you know back and we have you know we have all it takes really to investigate is this true or not Because, you know, the way we treat the environment looks like we don't know much about the elements and how they are constantly coming and going in the body. It's a constant interchange with the environment. If we would really understand that, our relationship to the environment would be much more sane than what it currently is. So this is not just a luxury, you know, practice for the weekend, but it's it's about survival really, that the human race will make that leap to see more clearly what it is, this life. It's not about just, you know, getting what we want, treating the planet like a, a parent who needs to only provide, 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 but starting to take a responsibility growing up, maturing and rectifying our ignorant ways, you know, of uh, conducting ourselves because it's unsustainable, simply speaking. So that it may become general knowledge, which is taught, you know, to the young people. Things which really matter. And that's wisdom. It's not a body of knowledge we can learn from the books, but it comes from inside and it displays itself as action in the way we live. So we have another five minutes or so. And then I'm gonna ring the bell.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.